Now, we all know that Martin can metabolise a pint in five minutes, but I bet even he wouldn't turn his nose up at getting free beer delivered to his door. Yes, our friends at Beer 52 are offering our listeners a free case of eight unique craft beers. Just go to www.beer52.com forward slash WTAF and cover the postage of $5.95. Beer 52 is the world's largest beer club. Even Big Mandy is welcome, but not Colin. He's an utter bozo. Each month, members are sent a crate of beer with different themes. Don't like dark beer? Then choose the light option. Comes with a magazine and two snacks, BLT and crumpets not included. Don't be a cockwomble. Just go to www.beer52.com forward slash WTAF to get this amazing offer. That's www.beer52.com forward slash WTAF. The following podcast contains strong language, like what the actual fuck. Hello, my name's Trevor Cooper, and I play Len in this country, and you should be listening to the What the Actual Fuck podcast. Scarecrow Festival is like the most important day of the year. (laughs) Daft cow. This is just ridiculous. What the actual fuck? Hey, what the actual fuckers, and welcome to WTAF of this country podcast. It's Top Trump's time once again, and I'm joined here, I was going to say in the shed, but I'm joined obviously virtually on the old Zoomy Zoom with Neil. Hello, Pab. Zoomy Zoom. (laughs) Zoomy Zoom. It's a nice word for it. Zoomy Zoom. Zoomy Zoom. Now, uh, this week's episode, The Top Trumps, is of course Sandra. And who better to have us chat about Sandra than the one and only person that played Sandra? It's Holly Atkins. Yay! (laughs) She's back! (laughs) No, I did promise you, didn't I, last time? which was a very long time ago now. And uh, and here I am, not in the actual shed, but virtually. It will happen. One day it will happen. We've said to so many people, that, especially during these Zooms, that like one day you will you will come and visit the shed because it's that's... actual shed. You know, and hopefully I'm worried it'll be closer. It would be, I'm worried it would be an anticlimax, though. I, you know, my expectations aren't right. What what are your expectations? And I'll tell you whether well, they, we can think, meet them. Well, because the little glimpse of it that I've seen a couple of times, it looks like a sort of magical TARDIS full of wonder. <laughs> That's exactly what it is, Holly. <laughs> well, maybe not a TARDIS. <laughs> no, maybe yeah, not a TARDIS. Really yeah, TARDIS is, it looks mm. small from the outside and it's big on the inside. This yeah. is the opposite. It looks quite <laughs> big on the outside. When you get in, there's hardly any room in here at all. But it is a little ring full of wonder. So, um, yeah. you know, you've got that to look forward to, Holly. I can't wait. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I put perfume on this evening. I will have you know, for the first time in months, I felt like I, felt like I was going out. I was trying to put the kids to bed while putting an eyeshadow and like, I'm going to put perfume on. No one can smell it, but I'm going out. I can so smell it. It's lovely. It's yeah, it smells, smells radiant. It smells beautiful. Yeah, brilliant. It smells brilliant. beautiful. You can come again. 
Uh, I meant to say in the intro, we are number 203 in the Australian Apple Podcast TV re- <laughs> review charts. I thought I meant to mention that one. Our world domination is still going. We've moved from Bangladesh to Australia. Oh, I know. for me. That's, you know, and 203, that's not a bad number, really. No. Um, first of all, though, we should uh, say congratulations to Paul Shahidi for his nomination for Male Comedy Performance at the Royal Television Society Awards 20, uh, 2021. I did say to him, didn't I? You Make did. room on your mantelpiece because there's going to be some awards coming for you. Um, right, before we start talking about um, Sandra, let's go on to uh, Curtain's card from last week yeah uh, we were lucky enough to be visited by charlie on the old zoom zoom <laughs> um so here's some of the scores that we had from kim uh random acts of kindness 67 said yes i think he has a good heart but there are also some very selfish elements to his actions at times which is a fair uh, a fair statement Cockwomble 69 nice <laughs> uh, he really can be a dick at times she said uh, and she said, well done, guys. Really enjoyed listening. So thank you. And obviously, Helena. Hello, Helena. Random acts of kindness. She gave him a 90. Yeah. Uh, said he loves being a housewife and doing things for others. He even gave Kerry the log back in GMVQ and also helped with the eternal vitality sales. Kind of. Uh, I think if you ask for help, he'd do it. And he mm. also helped Terry out with the extra shift. Cockwomble, she gave him 84. Wow, that's fine. Saying, equally, he can be an idiot and do stupid things like eating the nub of cheese, slapping the drink out of Slug's hand, and swapping the oven's shelves. So there you go. His official scores. Got Range, 19. Peeper, 18. Random Acts of Kindness, 81. Cockwomble, 67. And Having a Laugh, 69. Nice. No. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's a pretty good, that's a pretty good card. Pretty that's good a card to good have. Card. Right, on to the business of the day. The one and only Sandra Prounty. Now, is it Prounty? It's Prounty, yeah. Prounty, right. Yeah. First question I want to ask before we go into the backstories, because um, mm. we haven't seen you since Series 3. No. You were in Series 3, <laughs> but it was like yeah. a blink and you'll miss it, Series <laughs> yeah. 3. Although you were probably the most, you know, all women wanted to be you in Series 3. <laughs> Because you got to you you got to chew lips with the one and only Martin Mucklow. So so what was the story? Did you have a bigger part, or was the, was that it? No, that was that that was it. It was really interesting. I mean, the thing is, you never you know. I think that of course Daisy and Charlie didn't know where the writing would take them. So I think when I joined them, to, when Sandra joined uh, in the aftermath, there was some talk about there being a possibility of of that of Sandra featuring much more in series three but of course that depended on on what happened so I think they had that they were open to that possibility and then the writing just took them somewhere else and it was really such a privilege to see series three and I think they just wrote something perfect and I wrote to Simon after the first episode after the slugs episode saying I think I just think you've done something perfect I was just think while I was um kind of went up for my day on series three I was just thinking I don't how have you written that episode I hadn't seen that episode and just just my mind was sort of racing thinking how are you gonna how are you gonna do this this is an impossible task and then I watched it and was like wow this is 
so perfect. It's so beautiful. And of course, you know, personally, as a as an actor, of course, I would have loved to loved Sandra to have been in it more and had that opportunity. But I totally understand that it depends where the where the writing takes uh, a team. And the writing was just beautiful. And I just thought the whole series was so brilliantly done. Um, I do like to think that if there ever was a Christmas special, that there might be a place for uh, Sandra in that, you know, because I think that would be be loads of fun and there's lots of um, lots of potential and lots of mileage there. Um, but it was lovely that I did get to nip up and have a minute um, and lovely to be in, in Series 3 at all, really, in whatever capacity. Yeah. So what um what what do you give uh, Martin out of ten for ki- for his kissing then what I mean you know some questions are best left aren't they I would say okay. so Probably. yeah I'm not sure I can remember you know mm. oh yeah right okay. <laughs> I just imagine that you sort of like you kept messing up the take so that you could do it again and do it again and do it again. Or maybe I think actually Paul probably kept doing that. He was going, can I just can I just have another one? Can I just do another take, please? Is that all right? Do you know what we were so if I remember if I do remember that the light was going and it was quite because we were filming it to be dawn. Yeah. So it needed to look like dawn. But actually it was sunset. And so we, you know, we didn't we just had a really tiny window where we had to get that. So we, yeah, it was a quick, it was a quick thing. It was a quick one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a quick one. Best to be left wanting more though, eh? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that, that's what's been the beauty of this country is someone like Sandra, which is quite, you know, in the storyline is quite a big storyline. She's just there like in the background, you know, right out in the distance. And that's what, when I first watched it, I thought, I wonder if they've got someone to sort of look like you because they're not going to bring you in <laughs> just to show you from like from a distance. That was, and then I thought, oh, it's just great because it shows you that it's like you are a part of the, the story, but it's just yeah. from a distance. It was, it was great. It really was. But also, I, you know, and that's, that's just, I love that because that's the same for lots of the characters in it. I love the fact, I think Sandra first gets mentioned, I think it's in episode one even, yeah. the first series and that you and there's lots of characters like that and like curtain's man and and the fact that we she's such a big presence all the way through and then we get this tantalizing flash of her in series three and 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 kerry's mom who we never seen and that all these sort of forces that have um have an impact that we sort of we just get a glancing sense of them every now and then and i think that's perfect mm. Yeah, it's absolutely. also because you you mentioned the episode in series one when um martin is now he's pushing a push chair and he's got another little kid now i'm assuming that that's sandra's kids yeah but then in the math aftermath they've they've grown up really really quickly because they're yeah, so yeah. It, I, i'm assuming that that was just a uh just an error in regards to how they well, did the well, aging I think, I think that i think um because i think you don't you if I remember right, I'd have to go back and have a look, and I'm sure someone listening will know off the top of their head. But I don't think you see the kids very close up in series one. And then by the time we get to the end of the aftermath, my youngest is still quite young and could feasibly have been in a pushchair if right. they were a bit lazy. Right. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Think, 18 months before. So I think it does just about. Okay. 
That's fine. I, I can, wrong, I can sleep please. easily yeah. now because they don't. You know, they don't get things wrong. They don't. No, they don't. No, they don't. <laughs> they don't. Indeed, they don't. Right, we are going to work out Sandra's uh, top Trump scores. But first of all, um, I think all three of us maybe have got little what we think their backstory or Sandra's backstory is. I'll do mine first. Okay. 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 It's, it's not not very much, but uh, I've put that Sandra was the keepers karaoke queen in the early nineties, singing the hits of Kylie and Sonia, and for a short time she was in a folk duo with Arthur, called <laughs> called San and the Man, uh, and then she was in an all girl trio called Milk Milk Lemonade, <laughs> uh, and had regular gigs at the keepers. Uh, she had dreams of being a singer, but nothing really came of it. But and she's lived in the village all her life, so I think that she's she's got a bit of a voice on her. I think that that's you can imagine her that she's up there singing, and that's when Martin has seen her for the first time and thought, "Oh, like yeah. a bit of that." Oh, yeah, that was a bit creepy. Sorry, I don't, <laughs> <laughs> that even creeped me out. Then I didn't mean to do yeah. that. Um, right, Sandra, go on then. What, Sandra, let's yell. I did that with Charlie last it's week, right. calling him Curtain. Uh, Holly, what's your little um thing for well, Sandra? I had to think because you said, you know, no no limits. You could say to me, I could be uh, a sort of if 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 I could think of anything, absolutely. So I absolutely did that. And what's interesting is I absolutely agree with you. I think there's a sort of element of crushed dreams about um. Sandra and I guess that could take any shape or form but I was thinking about the fact that she about her life with Martin and the kids and why she's so keen to hang on to that relationship which I think is not particularly functional um and what that is all about so I thought the only rational uh, lead up and background to where she is now is that she's a defected Soviet gymnast <laughs> so um I think that she was a, a talented gymnast in the Soviet Union and very young was on the Olympic squad. I don't think she ever made the team. Um, I think she probably ate too many pies and, you know, didn't work out quite hard enough. But she was on the squad and she did get to travel because of that. And she defected um, in Britain. And she dreamt she'd had little glimpses of some sort of, you know, 80s movies and heard a bit of pop music. And she just wanted to be sort of what she thought was normal, a normal English girl. And she wanted to fall in love. And in Martin, I think she probably became an au pair uh, and ended up in the village or near the village um, and worked very hard, lost her accent, has always just wanted to be English. That's all she ever dreamt of. And Martin, when she met him at the Keepers, I think she was probably just dazzled by the fact that he's a combination in her eyes of, Bruce Willis and Phil Collins and I think for her <laughs> he is that you know that dream and you know like uh, my understanding is in the Soviet Union before before that all changed every you've got stuff a bit you know a bit the culture in terms of catching up on American movies and stuff they're a bit behind so she'd have been all into all the 80s uh, all the early 80s stuff and that that's why he is you know what 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 could be better than Bruce Willis Spliced with Phil Collins for a yes. Yippee wow. Kaisa motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly <laughs> That's good. That's good. And she she's done very well losing her accent then, hasn't she? Yeah, hasn't she's done she? well. And I think and it's a secret, you know. I think I don't even know if Martin knows. 
because she's so keen on being English and I think she's, you know, got a passport and changed her name by Paul. I think her name's probably Sonia, is probably her real name. Um, and Red, Crown yeah, Tea, Red Sonia. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Red Sonia. Crowntie, who knows where she got that name from? She yeah. probably met someone and thought that sounds English. <laughs> um, and, and went for that. Yeah. Nice. Go on, then, Neil, beat that. Well, that, that's it. I'm sold on that story because that's a lot more interesting than I gave you, Holly. I'm really sorry. Mine was that you were just a, a girl from the village, grew up in the village all your life, uh, was one of the popular pretty girls growing up. There you go. I did write that down. So, Thank you. And... Um, was a store in the keepers every Friday night where she met Martin and he wooed her off her feet at first. Yeah. And literally that is it. That's all I had for you. I, oh, boring, isn't it? I'm so sorry. No, but it's, it, what's interesting is it that we all have the keepers is obviously a key place mm. in all of our stories. So I think there can't be any argument that has to be where she met Martin and where he kind of bedazzled her. Mm. Um, however he did however he did that and uh, and I do agree with you Bob I think the cross stream section is is, is important mm. that you, could, yeah. you could see that that's where Sandra works like Martin looks after the kids while Sandra does a couple of shifts at the keepers you could yeah, definitely yeah. see that like she would spend the first few years of her social life one side of the bar and then once she's got kids the only way she can make, make a bit of money is by going the other side of the bar Mm. you know because because i think she's quite a well we, we'll find out sort of how nice she is and stuff like that you know <laughs> coming up now and how good she is in a fight but um i think that's some good uh some good backstory definitely i love the soviet background <laughs> so, i think that's uh, <laughs> i, think I that's mean amazing. to be fair to be fair at the moment we've we've got nothing but spies and and um soviet I people and I was like, oh, there's the Soviet thing in there too. And I was like, wow, maybe this is an emerging, maybe it's an emerging theme. Maybe it'll turn out we've all got a Soviet connection. It's <laughs> yeah. like one of those um, hidey holes that all the Soviet spies have gone to to live out the rest yeah. of their lives. That's yeah, it it'd, be like, it'd be like Argentina with the Nazis in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> like, all, all, of them, all the Russians have gone down to the Cotswolds. Yeah. <laughs> Goodness me. Right, let's go for the first category, Got Range. Uh, how well do we think Sandra would be in a fight? Uh, let's go with you first, Holly. What do you think? Wow, I don't know. I think probably she was she was quite tough. I think when she was training, if we're going with the gymnast background, <laughs> I think she probably could defend herself. I think it's probably quite tough in a training camp to be a gymnast and you probably got to be able to hold your own I'm not sure I think she's probably a bit out of practice although I wouldn't be surprised if sometimes it gets a bit tussly with Martin mm. um, on occasion and I think she wouldn't be scared of giving him a slap if he's been particularly obnoxious right so I think it my first thought was maybe it'll be really low and then I thought well actually on reflection and I think, you know, I can imagine that, that Martin might be a little bit, you know, nervous of her if he's really made her cross. So I was thinking somewhere in the early 40s, maybe. OK, so what actual score are you going to give me? I need an actual number. I'm going to go 42. 42. OK, Neil? That's uncanny because I had you down at 40. So Sandra, oh. you see, I think she's got that side to her where she could flip or turn. 
and hold her own, especially against Martin. There must be a reason why she's not just kicked him straight out. But we also see it in the aftermath where she's got that fiery side, don't we, when she has a go at people. So, yeah, I think she's got that underneath her. So the same as you, she must have something there to keep Martin in reign. Yeah. Right. See, now I've I've gone with what you said, Holly, at the start of what you just said. I've gone fifteen. I don't think. Ooh. I think. I think she's verbally she can give it, and but the yeah. thing is with Martin is I don't think he's as tough as he likes to make out. Well, especially, especially if, it, especially if no. it's somebody that's somebody that he and he obviously has feelings for Sandra that he's going to go mm. back. You know, like he does in series three. He's going to whether that was just a one off or whether that's something that is still carrying on and that was one of the questions that we had after the whole aftermath in series two was is sandra gonna let him back in or is you know after what happened it seemed kerry was building a nice relationship with his with her half brothers and it seems like that's all gone to the wayside and everybody's reverted back to type and um yeah so i i i i don't think she's like a a, a nasty person in someone that would look for. I think she can hold her own, definitely. But I hmm. just, I thought. But you know, if she's looking after the keepers at night and throwing out time, I think she'd have no problem getting rid of the people. Oh, I absolutely. don't think she's. I think I agree with you, Pat. But I don't think she's. She's not. I don't think she's quick to anger. I think no. it, it, it's they're few and far between, probably those those moments. But I like. I just like the idea that there might be the odd moment where. Martin is slightly frightened of her, just occasionally. Yeah, I don't think physically though. I think that'd be more mentally. I think she'd know what. I think she'd know what to say to. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know. Yeah, come on, pencil dick or something like that. (laughs) That would like, and and that would that would crush him rather than a. And I think that's what she would do behind the bar if there was some mouthy git. Yeah, come on, you know. Out mm. your knobhead, and that would be it. Rather yeah, yeah. than slapping people, that's my my view. I think mm. she's too sweet. I just think she's you know anybody she that likes like, wafers. She likes wafers. I was going to say she? she does like a pink wafer. Exactly. Mm. But who doesn't? <laughs> who doesn't? <laughs> oh, who doesn't? Right then, Peeper, Neil. We'll go with you first. Where ten. do you think ten? Very low. Yeah, I can't see Sandra as a peeper or perverted in any sort of way the only the only reason she's got 10 is because she's with martin (laughs) (laughs) but uh, yeah she's to me she seems like very much like those sort of ladies you see around town today with a couple of kids oh good you know yeah no she's not got a perverted side there's no indication at all you wouldn't know though would you I mean, well, we'd have to ask Martin, but he would bullshit you, wouldn't he? We're talking about like in the in the confines of their own four walls. Yeah, I think she, you know, she likes it. <laughs> Let's not go too far, but she likes it. But she's not. She kinky. likes it. She likes it. You she said. likes it. But obviously, because she's got two kids and she's a happy and pretty woman, but she can't be a dirty perv. <laughs> Not in my eyes. Okay, then, Holly. Holly's Holly's going to say 97. (laughs) No, I'm going to go even lower. I think she's a five because I think she's willfully. Five, okay. I think she's not only not a peeper, but I think she doesn't want to see stuff. So I think there's stuff with Martin that she willfully doesn't see. And she'd rather, in order to kind of keep things going and keep things peaceful, 
she'd rather believe or at least pretend to herself that she believes some of Martin's bullshit than look at what he's doing. Because if she does any kind of peeping, then she'll start to see, if she starts saying, why have we got all these vacuum cleaners? What's going on? Or if she starts to ask questions or trying to do any investigation, he's only going to end up being a headache and cause a big row mm. and be a nightmare. And mm. actually, if he says, oh, a friend's asked me to look after this big bag of flour for 24 hours i'm just going to put it in the kitchen don't let the kids eat it yeah she go okay because mm. actually she just wants an easy she wants to live that dream of being a nice english girl who is in love with bruce willis slash phil collins and she will do anything to keep that going so i think it's it's willful non-peeping but also with the babe station thing didn't she she was totally exactly. oblivious yeah. to that Exactly. And saying exactly. that like he but had a cold or something with it, and there's yeah. tissues everywhere. She's exactly. a completely. She's not. I don't think she's oblivious to it. I think like you say she's putting her head in the sand a little bit mm. about and, it. And, and and Martin says it was Kerry, and so for years I think she bought all. She bought all of that because it was just easier to believe his invention of Kerry. In the same way that I think to a certain extent Kerry's believed a lot of his invention of Sandra, sort of playing them off against each other. Yeah, because it's easier and finding out what's true because what's true is probably a bit more complicated yeah yeah well i've gone 15 so i've gone the same score as your two scores added together um pretty much example well, i thought mine was going to be the low score but obviously we've got a, a five there which you know i mean sandra is like a saint <laughs> she's pure <laughs> she is pure in denial yeah but i think i think that's the, the whole all these scores have got to been i've got to be with the proviso that she's with martin yeah do you know what yeah. i mean i think the scores might be completely different if she was a character that had nothing to do with martin at all uh, you yeah. know the whole the her whole character probably would be completely different yeah i absolutely agree and so i think a lot a lot that score comes from definitely comes from what makes it possible to stay with him for a long time i mean they've been together long enough to have two kids and raise them as old as they have mm. um that's quite that's not an insignificant amount of time they've been together and he really has messed up quite a lot in that period and they and he still keeps coming back, you know, and he's threatened their housing, you know, it's all it's all been quite major. Some of it's not just mm. small messes up, some of them have been smaller, some of them have been massive. And yet it looks like somehow they're still together at the end of it. Yeah. So trying to find a, a way to, to navigate that or justify that, I think there can't be a lot of peeping involved. No, absolutely. Right, random acts of kindness. Now I've gone for sixty. Because I think that I think that um, oh Neil, you looked very shocked there. Um, I think that, well, that, that you'll see why in a minute. Because <laughs> you've you've gone really high, haven't you? No, I'm not going to say a word. Because I think that that g- genuinely that Sandra's like a nice person. I th- I don't think I think like you just said then, Holly, that the way that Kerry feels about her is because of what Martin has said and the way that he's, he's playing them off of each other. And then as soon as all that sort of gets sorted out, um, Sandra's very sort of happy to have Kerry come in, see the kids, build a relationship with them. So that all sort of like seemed very, very, you know, somebody who's vindictive wouldn't do that. 
I, I don't think. I think she would have been quite happy to carry on listening to what Martin says, even when Martin's been sent away, and you know, and and be not very nice. So um, yeah, so I've gone for sixty. Um, Holly, what would you say for that? Yeah, I agree. I think I had something like uh, sixty-three because I think my feeling is is similar. I think she's she's really nice, and I think she's drawn. You know, she realizes that the vicar is the person to talk to if you find yourself in a bit of a corner um and I think she's got she's not a person who's ever got an agenda you know she's just very honest about where she is so I don't think she's ever trying to trick anyone or fool anyone she's just very upfront about things um and the reason I didn't go higher is I don't think she's necessarily one of those people who thinks oh what kind thing can I do today for people that I maybe don't know so well or what can I do to support my neighbours but I think she's really kind to her kids on the whole if they're not driving their too bonkers I think she's probably quite sweet with them and I think if someone comes round she'll get the biscuits out you know she's not selfish with the biscuits I think she's probably quite sweet like that but probably not into the big gestures mm. um which is lucky being with Martin because I think probably don't get many of those. I was going to say, do you feel that if she's with Martin, that she's cut off from the rest of the village a little bit? Do you think like she oh, gets shunned, shunned by a lot of the villagers because of her relationship with Martin? Yeah, I think it's probably a combination. I think it's probably a combination of a little bit of being shunned sometimes uh, because of what he's done, and also I think he might sometimes be a bit. Um, a bit jealous of the idea of her going out with her mates. I don't think that's really an option. I'm not sure how many friendships she has that are independent. Mm. Um, and I think she quite also, she quite likes staying at home. You know, she loves having a family and I think she quite likes putting her slippers on and, and watching telly and being in. And if anyone's going to go out, it'll probably be Martin. And um, I think that's probably more comfortable for both of them is that she's quite a homebody and it's all quite insular. Yeah. Um, and he's the one who likes to be out and about ducking and diving. Yeah, like. that's that's a very uh, nice way of putting it, ducking and diving. <laughs> but also, I mean, and obviously it's not my place to say, but from Sandra's point of view, and maybe Sandra would say this, wouldn't she? I think she thinks a lot of what he says he gets up to <clears throat> is just him saying what he gets up to. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. But Sandra needs, whether or not that's true, that's what Sandra needs to believe. I think that's what I've concluded. It's all yeah. that sort of out of sight, out of mind kind of thing, isn't it? Yeah, she, exactly. she doesn't want to know what he does as long as he sort of comes back at the end of the night. It's all, yeah. it's all good. Yeah. Go on then, Neil. And you know, oh, sorry. So as you say, like if he came in and he smelt someone else's perfume, he'd have some reasonable story about how he'd broken a bottle of perfume over yeah. himself. That you know, there'd be something, and she'd go, "Oh yeah." Oh, that's a shame, you know. Yeah. Um, he was so, yeah. in He was in a supermarket. He was going to buy some for Sandra. <laughs> so he was just spraying exactly. himself to see what it <laughs> yeah. smelled like. And it broke. And, and it broke yeah. and it went all over the yeah. place. And what else was he supposed to do? Don't you want any perfume, Sandra? Oh, that's yeah. all there. And then he'd turn it on yeah. her. Yeah, you know he would. Yeah, yeah. yeah of and, course but he, he would. But he wouldn't have it. There wouldn't be a bottle for her, but no. it would be her fault and she should be grateful. And probably she'd end up saying thank you. Yeah. That would be annoying. Yeah. yeah. What a mm. bastard. <laughs> <laughs> go on then, Neil. What was your score? 60. I had spot oh, on 60. 60. There you go, look. That's what made me <laughs> raise my eyebrows. Um, is, is, 
the points you've made are pretty much the points that I've written down that she's, you know, she has got a heart of gold underneath when all the problems with Martin has subsided or cleared for that evening. She, she's going to be a sweetheart and she, she's going to invite the neighbor in for a cup of tea and natter and that sort of thing. So yeah, 60 is perfect score for her. Okay. That's fair enough. That's not, that, that's nice and easy to work out the uh, average of that one. Thank you very <laughs> much. That's lovely. Right then. Cock Womble. Neil, what's your score for Cockwomble? I've got it down as 40, because I think she, not so much as, well, she can be a bit fiery with other people, as we saw in the aftermath, but not so much being a Cockwomble, but it's in there, and it will come out, and that's being, having to live with Martin for so long, or being with Martin, some of it's going to rub off in the end, isn't it? Well, he's certainly going to rub off in the end, isn't he? <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> um, it's going to rub off on her. And I think, yeah, she could be a bit of a cockwomble, you know, towards him particularly, which deservedly so, but to other people, you know, she's not in the mood for people's back talking in a shop. I, I think she'd turn around and say, you know, shut it. I'm not interested in what you've got to say. Stop your, you know, your gossip spreading and that sort of thing. So, yeah, I think she's um, got it in her to have a bit of cockwombleness. Okay. Um, Holly. What do you reckon? I'm a little bit lower. I think it's hard, you know, to see the cockwombleness in oneself or <laughs> in one's own character. Um, so I had it down as 30. Um, but, you know, similarly, I think a bit of it does rub off. And I think probably the sort of years of of attrition, if you like, of sort of small undermining comments and, and bits of snidiness that come from Martin means that she would find herself doing that back even though she probably wasn't someone who was particularly like that beforehand so I remember something that really stuck in my head I think it was from when we were rehearsing um just before the aftermath and Daisy and I having a conversation about um what what it would be like around Sandra and Martin's at Christmas and that probably Sandra would do everything you know Martin would just sort of sit there's a possibility that Martin's one of those people who might just sit in a chair and Sandra has been up since five and she's made everything from scratch and she's done everything and wrapped everything and done everything and he'd get to the Christmas dinner and he'd just look at her and say turkey's a bit dry (laughs) and you know that sort of thing and he'd just like just break your heart um but but that wouldn't be necessarily a surprise from him either you know that sort of thing so I think, yeah, she'd definitely, definitely get to a point where she was doing a bit of that back. But I don't think she's, um, I don't think she's, I, I don't think it's a high, high score because I don't think she's, uh, I don't think she's nasty or deceitful or, or even, or even particularly sort of selfish, although she's trying to protect her family. I don't think she thinks about, um, herself a great deal i think it's all about the, the family mainly yeah well i've gone amazingly for 40 <laughs> that was my score and it's it's mainly because i think that like you say i don't think she's vindic- a vindictive cockwomble i think no. it's it's more that she's easily led so i don't yeah. think the yeah. cockwombledness if we can use the word that way um is down to her it's the fact that the situation she's in leads to cockwombleness yeah. rather than just also, her yeah. being the cockwomble. Yeah, and she looks like a right cockwomble uh, in one sense of the word. In terms of that gullibility, you know, she's a grown woman and the fact that she really is 
is able to report to the vicar a version of events that you know is so unfeasible that she's been willing to 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 take that version of events whether it's martin's or kerry's and just go all right yeah you know, there's a there's a bit of a cock rumbleness to that sort of willfulness mm. i think probably <laughs> and with what we see in series three I, I assume, or I would, I would assume that she knows that Martin is sort of back with Sue. So, or, or do you think that she wouldn't know? And Martin is saying, "Oh, look, I've only, I only, I only love you. I don't love anyone else." Or do you think I it think... would have been just a one-off thing? Do you think that whole thing would have been a one-off thing? Oh no, I think it's so interesting, isn't it? Because obviously, it's all up for, it's all up for grabs. And and like you, I was thinking of after the aftermath interestingly if martin's sent down then there's there could be potentially space for kerry and sandra to have quite a nice relationship and for her yeah. to have this lovely relationship with her half brothers but of course i think martin probably would never want that to happen and would continue even while inside to make sure there was a wall between them and to Sort of, they've managed to break it down a bit, Kerry and Sandra between them. But I think he'd be doing, working very hard to reinsert that wall so he could sort of have both women where he wanted them. And I think probably, you know, Sandra wouldn't want him back when he first comes out of prison because it's too much. So I think much as she'll be in denial, if someone puts her face in it, obviously she has to face it. Uh, but only if it's really held close, as it was with all that stuff and going to court. Um, but I think she probably, she doesn't know about him and Sue. Um, and I think he's probably been spinning her a line and been wanting to come home. Um, and and I think, so what you see, I, my sense is, and again, of course, it would be from Sandra's perspective, I suppose, that, that that's the beginning of him coming back into the house and moving back in permanently. Yeah. yeah. Well, because but what we, from what we see... Sue now wants nothing to do with him. So he sort of burnt that bridge now. So the natural thing would be to that the next day he's on Sandra's doorstep yeah. saying, I'm mean, almost like, for, I was going to say, almost like making it feel like he's doing her a favor by saying, I'm come on, let's give it another go. <laughs> and yeah. almost like making her feel guilty. And so yeah, she's got to course. say yes. So she's got to say yes. Yeah. And, of course, and, and similarly, I think it looked like he'd burnt the bridge with Sandra um, by the end of by the end of the aftermath. So mm. I think that he's one of those people, isn't he? You know, it looks like he's burnt his bridge, left, right, and centre. But if anyone can find a way to miraculously rebuild it and worm his way back in, it's, it's Martin Mucklow. He's yeah. absolutely brilliant. I think. Yeah, yeah. What a shit house. <laughs> yeah. What a, what a manipulating shit house. What a shit house. Yeah. Okay, so our last category: uh, having a laugh. So uh, Holly, uh, what do you think the score for? How much of how much of a laugh is Sandra? Do you think, or how much does she like a laugh? I mean, I think she really likes. Um, I don't know why I think this because I've got no evidence for it in, in, in any of, of what I've um, been given to play. I think she loves in real life. I think she loves loves slapstick you know she loves it when people fall over i think she thinks that's funny you know for her that is the funniest thing is that sort of physical when physical things happen more than when people make jokes and stuff mm. um i think quite often she might be that person who just doesn't really get get jokes 
Um, but I, but another thing that I talked, uh, I remember talking with uh, Charlie and Daisy and, and Tom and Simon about at my audition was that I think she loves watching reruns of Friends. I think that's what she does. Right. Uh, I think that's her like favourite box set of all time is Friends, and she will just watch Friends from the beginning to the end and then start back again. And she's very happy um, doing that if she's on her own in the evening, and she thinks that's funny. Right. But that's but in real life, I you, I don't think I don't think she's the person that anyone who knows her would go, oh, you know Sandra, she's right that off. I just I can't imagine anyone <laughs> describing her like that. So what's your score? Do you reckon? I think it's probably like about twenty-seven. Okay, twenty-seven. Um, I've gone for twenty-four. Pretty much the same kind of thing. I think that when she was a young girl going down the keepers. She was one of those ones that if you were in the pub and you heard a, a cackling laugh out in the corner, it was her with her, her mates and, you know, and she would be one of those life and souls of the party. But I think it's been not beaten out of her. I don't mean it like that, but it's like been subdued because of like Martin. I think it, that, yeah. so, that side of her, like you say, she's very sort of, in on herself now and look protecting yeah. her protecting her little world and there's not really any room for her to be funny she's got her jobs and her responsibilities and she yeah. watches friends to make sure that she ha- that's her little bit of fun so yeah i've yeah. gone for i've gone for 24 on that neil what about you 35 i had 35 yeah because I, I you know I, like you i think when she was younger she was a good laugh she was game for a laugh always having fun. I think it's Martin that sucked the laughter out of her, and I don't think it would be a lot for it to come back. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, if she yeah. was to finally get away from Martin, her laughter and her jokes and fun would come back. Uh, people like Martin, those sort of characters, they do suck the life out of people, don't they? You know, they never he's seem got, to... He's the movie star, isn't he? He's the, in, their, in their little relationship, in their mm. world, he is the, he's the star, like he's the big presence and the rest of us sort of, sort of, I don't know, feels like we sort of scurry around. making. We're just the extras behind. Yeah, mm. exactly. Mm. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah, I agree with you. And I don't even, I don't even know if she finds much to, to tickle her. You know, I don't think she chuckles to herself. Oh, I could see her enjoying a good Sarah Milligan CD, you know, DVD, (laughs) stand-up, that sort of thing. When she's on her own while Martin's at the... Dangerous, dangerous to start following thinking like that. She'll end up a a revolutionary in her own house because she's not Mm. careful. But she'll only watch things like that when Martin's out, you see. But there's so many episodes. She would watch that. It'll be on the list. She'll think, oh, I'd like to watch that, but I've just got to watch another few of Friends and then (laughs) it's time for bed. Mm. it's funny what you were saying about christmas as well i can imagine like you said sandra doing all the work and then martin strides up and carves the turkey like 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 he's the hero and then then would like throw the knife and fork or whatever on the floor and then there you go i've done it and expect sandra to go well done (laughs) no i see him with one of the electric carvers he's got a boast (laughs) doesn't he But I reckon he's definitely the big, you know, he'd want to be the big I am at a Christmas table. So he'd want to be there like it's all, mm. yeah. it's all down to him. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. He, he is the cock of the roost, isn't he? Yeah, definitely. But he, he would, and he I would... don't reckon he buys any of the presents or does any of the wrappers. Oh, God, no, no, no. 
just as surprised as the boys whenever anything gets open. But he'd be absolutely brilliant at not batting an eyelid and taking total credit for. Yeah, because if the kids came up and said thank you for my presence, Dad, he he would have no idea what they were talking. You know, I really loved it. Yeah. He'd have no idea what they were talking about. He just he's goes, that much of a shit house. He probably missed them opening because he's hungover from Christmas Eve and he's still in bed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I bet there's a chance that I think Sandra might have learned and just wrap her wrap herself up something so it's not embarrassing. Oh, I thought you meant wrap yourself <laughs> up for him to open. I thought you meant <laughs> oh, maybe to, in the early days. Back to people. Very early days. <laughs> Those days are long gone. Oh dear. Right. So there we go. We have um, Sandra's scores. So they are, and I've worked out all the averages now. So here we go. Well, Got you've rain. done that without us noticing. You've seamlessly worked Let's the calculator. Uh, did you not that, notice? I mean, didn't notice that is multitasking. I, I, I <laughs> Some of them were a bit easy. <laughs> I can't believe you never heard the abacus beads flipping around <laughs> while I was. Born. So here we go. Got range was thirty-two. Uh, peeper ten. So I think that's the lowest peeper score we've had so far. Um, random act of kindness sixty-one. Nice healthy score there. Cockwomble thirty-seven, and having a laugh twenty-nine. Mm. So quite a so my, only, my only potential top trump, or would it be a bottom trump, would be peeping <laughs> so far. Yeah. A, bo- a bottom, bottom trump. trump. <laughs> that sounds so much dis- more disgusting than it actually is. Oh, wrong. Oh, <laughs> wrong. Okay, but right. That's, um, that's the only one where it sounds like I've got any potential of being the kind of at the extreme end yeah. of... Mm. Any of them. Yeah, to be honest, I think when you're playing a game of Top Trumps, having a card like this one is quite handy because they're quite sort of middle, a lot of them are middling scores. So you might have yeah. somebody that might think, I'll try, let me, you know, I mean, obviously 10 isn't a score to have. So you don't really want anyone to. To, to choose Peeper when it's Sandra, but um, but yeah, quite. You've got to play reverse. You've got to play reverse rules, and then I'd be an amazing card. Yeah, yeah. Be a yeah. Top trumper. Re- reverse yeah. trumps. Reverse trumps. How painful can that be? <laughs> yeah, re- don't, let's not call it bottom trumps again. That <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, that's classic. Class. Right before we uh, get the info on how the listeners uh, get sorted, I've got a couple of um, this or that, uh, Holly, that I want you to answer. With Sandra in mind, okay? Okay. So, Antiques Roadshow or Bargain Hunt? Bargain Hunt. Okay. Backstreet Boys or Take That? Take That. Okay. Home and Away or Neighbours? I think she's Home and Away. I'm Neighbours, but I think she's Home and Away. Okay. Uh, Joey or Chandler? Chandler. Okay. I'm Jerry, but she's Chandler. That's why. Chandler. I think. Okay. Skittles or Smarties? <laughs> Skittles. Skittles. Uh, and roast dinner. No, no, roast dinner or a fry up. Roast dinner. Yeah. English. It's English. The so king I of all. The king of all dinners, indeed. It's the epitome of English. So she's, yeah. yeah, she's going to go for that. Indeed. Right then, Neil, would you like to tell everybody, because it's over now to the listeners, uh, we need your scores for Sandra, um, for Got Range, Peeper, Random Acts of Kindness, Cock Womble, and Having a Laugh. Uh, Neil, what's the best way for our listeners to get hold of us? So submit your scores to any of our social media platforms, which is all of them, I believe, pretty much. It under is. Hashtag this country pod. 
Uh, you can email them over to us where we can peruse them at our leisure at WTAFthiscountry at hotmail.com or go via the website where there's also tickets for our live show at the end of the year, WTAFpodcast.com. Well done. And as Neil said, uh, November 26th. That's right, isn't it, Neil? It is. It is. At the Sundial Theatre in Sirencester. We have a few tickets left. Obviously, this was held back from May of last year, I think it was. Yeah. It's only been a it's only been a year and a half. Don't worry. Christ, they'll have series four by the time we get to do this. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, so come along. We're going to have some fun. We're going to play this country bingo. We're going to have mm. some surprises and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's going to be fun. And also, if you want to come and help support the podcast, um, then come and be a Patreon peeper. Go to patreon.com forward slash wtaf. Uh, we've got loads of different rewards, uh, and it helps us out. Obviously. Uh, um, thank you very much to all our peepers that we've got uh, uh, helping us out every month. But if you would like to, even if it's just a pound a month, uh, we will be very, very grateful and you will be our very special friends. And you get exclusive content. Exclusive content every week, indeed. Yeah. Um, and of course, thank you, um, Holly. It's been lovely to speak to you again. It has. Really, really. And we are waiting for that time when the powers that be say that people can come and visit us and you will be first on the list coming to our little shed and we can uh, just all snuggle up together by the fire and it'll be yeah, watch friends yeah we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll just we'll do that we'll just do that we'll, we'll start a friends podcast i know there's some of them already out there but we'll just do it we'll watch every <laughs> single episode which will be a first for me oh there you go oh, okay there we go there you Brilliant. go there you go. Holly, snuggle thank you. Sandra. Indeed, snuggle yeah. up with Start a podcast. Do that. Call snuggle it snuggle up, snuggle up with Sandra. I mean, what more do you want? Apart from a lovely to talk to you, boy. It's been lovely, lovely to, to see you, Holly, and speak to you. Yeah, please take care. Neil, thank you very much. Thank you very much, Pav. Thank you very much, everybody, and go and get plumbed, you fuckers. Scarecrow Festival is like the most important day of the year. This is just ridiculous. What the actual fuck? Hi, I'm Pav. I'm Neil. We're here to tell you about our new exciting project, the Top 10 of Anything podcast. Phenomenal. That's right, Neil. We grab a guest or two, pick a subject, then bring our own Top 10s to the pod. Yes. It could be Top 10 scary movies, Top 10 swear words, Top 10 breakfast foods, anything. Oh, you saucy devil. Indeed, Neil. Our first episode will be online very soon, so subscribe on all your usual podcast platforms so you don't miss it. Yes. The Top 10 of Anything podcast. Let's begin the countdown. Phenomenal. Phenomenal.